Team Vineyard Podcast, uh, helping you love Jesus, grow together, and give back. And I get to be your host today. I'm here with Pastor Mark and also Pastor Kent Butcher, who is the lead pastor of the Vineyard Community Church in Syracuse, Indiana. Welcome, you guys. Hey, everyone. It's great to be with you. Good to be with you. Uh, We are going to talk about an exciting topic. It's spiritual longevity. That might not sound exciting, but it really is. It's like, how do you stick with Jesus in the long term? And so uh, Pastor Mark and Kent have been following Jesus for a long time. A long, long. I wanted to emphasize long for both of you. Yeah. Uh, But I think most people know Pastor Mark's story because this is Team Vineyard and you know Pastor Mark pretty well. Uh, But Kent, can you just share a little bit of your Jesus biography? Sure. I grew up in a Christian home. My folks were the real deal authentic Christians, and we were one of those families that was in church every time the door was opened, and it totally drove me crazy. Uh, But at some point in time, you know, I just realized that I couldn't make the Christian life work for me. I, 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 I couldn't not do the things I knew I wasn't supposed to do, and I couldn't do the things that I knew I was supposed to do. And so there was a point in time in really my high school years when I I renounced the Christian faith. I walked away, uh, not really so much in rebellion, but really on a sense of failure, just feeling like um, God was unpleasable by me. And so I walked away from it all. Um, went down to Purdue University and... Uh, my life went into a tailspin, to be perfectly honest, and I found myself making a lot of choices that uh, were, you know, going the opposite direction of where I wanted to go with my life, the success that I, I wanted to achieve. I come home freshman year, New Year's Eve, I'm at a New Year's Eve party, I decide I I just need to pull myself up by the bootstraps, get my grades up, quit smoking pot, quit, well, I insert list of many bad things that I was up to at that point in time here. And I decided I'm going to walk away from them all. Went back to Purdue University for the next three weeks straight. I was on a binger every single night doing everything I'd vowed I was going to stop doing. And I remember coming back, it was about January 22nd, 23rd, something like that from campus, walking across the bridge, the Harrison Street Bridge, crossing the Wabash River. And I was thinking some pretty dark thoughts, honestly, some pretty dark thoughts. And I remember standing on the bridge and I was thinking about my parents' faith. And I I literally stood in the center of the bridge and just said out loud, God, if you're really out there, you're, you're going to have to come to me because I've tried to get to you and I can't do it. And I kind of half expected lightning bolts or something. Nothing happened, so I, I went on home. Uh, but like the very next day, I'm sitting in, on campus in the student union studying. Two men approach me and say, uh, hey, would you be interested in knowing how you can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And I knew, and it never gets old telling this story. I just knew right then and there that God had answered my prayer standing on that bridge the day before. And what they presented to me was the message of grace, though I'd probably heard it a hundred times a week growing up. Uh, it was the first time I really understood that the Christian life is, in fact, God coming down to me to be doing for me in Jesus through Jesus Christ, what I could not do for myself, get to him. And, um, yeah, I yeah gave my life to Christ right then and there and been on the journey ever since. That's awesome. Thank you. So 
as you started off, and uh, Pastor Mark, this question is for you too. As you started your journey following Jesus, what's one thing, maybe it was a person, maybe it was, I don't know what it was. What was one thing that kept you uh, going in the right direction? I can go. Uh, what got me started in the right direction, I think, was early. I became a Christian when I was 20, and I dove in with about everything that I had. And so for that first year, I was probably experiencing church, Jesus, Bible study things, maybe like Kent did when he was growing up, going to church all the time. That was super beneficial to me. So I was also, I remember working a second shift. One example, I was working a second shift job. And so uh, there wasn't anything to do through the day because all my friends were doing other things. And so I would spend extended times in the Bible uh, early on. Uh, I remember having a commitment that every day I, I read um, at least eight chapters a day for my Bible wow. time. It was wow. like, well, because I had so much time. And now in hindsight, just the amount of spiritual food that I ate for that first year probably was foundational. What about you, Kent? Do you have something like that? Yeah, without a doubt that the what made the biggest difference for me was the the man who led me to Christ you know that day that i just talked about a moment ago said hey let's do lunch tomorrow and we got together for lunch and every week it was hey let's do this hey let's go play racquetball hey and it was just um just him pouring into me teaching me about not not just about the bible about the christian faith uh, but just teaching me about life and, and being a friend and a mentor. It was just life on life. And I, without that, I don't think I would have survived because I didn't have a single Christian friend. Uh, you know, where I was living was pretty wild um, place. It was Jim Dunn meeting with me week after week after week that, that kept me in orbit in the Christian faith, no doubt about it. That's great. Yeah. You, it's interesting that, so each of you have been following Jesus for over 30 years, around 30 years. Does that sound about right? Mm -hmm. It's been a long time. I can't do the math. Okay. I'm well, not, I don't have a calculator on me. I... <laughs> over 30 years. Over 30 years. So uh, you talked about accountability or meeting with someone. Right. And Pastor Mark, you talked about uh, staying in the word. Is there a spiritual discipline that over those 30 plus years that has served you really well in following Jesus, whether it's continued Bible reading, whether it's fasting, whether it's, I don't know, is there, is there a spiritual discipline that you have just held on to? For me, uh, scripture study, scripture reading has been uh, a key factor in uh, sustaining me spiritually. And it, as, as a pastor, as a minister, as a church leader, uh, it has also been helpful for me to establish rhythms of uh, just getting away with the Lord mm -hmm. and, and, you know, turning off all the background noise and all the busyness uh, and just getting away with God. And uh, it really has been a lifesaver. 
As a matter of fact, this tells you this. This will give you a little snippet of how valuable it has been. Is I always felt guilty when I disappear for a week and and go fast and pray or, or go somewhere, and I would always apologize to my wife or and thank her. Thank you for allowing me to go away, giving me these weeks. And she said one point in time, it's like, oh no, I I wouldn't give them up for anything because you actually come back a human being. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, these are important. <laughs> It really has been that life-giving to me just yeah. to carve out alone time with God. How about you? Well, when you with, with the question of a spiritual discipline, I don't know. I know the first thing that came to my mind uh, would be maybe the spiritual discipline of silence. But it's, it's not really deep. I have probably since I became a Christian uh, almost never turned on my radio in my car. Hmm. I just drive yeah. In silence. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Hmm. At least 80% of the time since I became a Christian, that's my, it's just silence. Yeah. And I, I think it's helped. I think that yeah. that has helped me. Our, our lives are so full of noise and it is so valuable to, to just turn it off so that we can hear God, even just hear ourselves. We often just bury what's going on in our own lives in, in the noise and the busyness. I, I think that's a brilliant, brilliant habit. So I have another question kind of related to that. So for me, I have been following Jesus for a while. and uh, How many years, Kathy? <laughs> uh, more than 30. How about <gasps> that? I know. Uh, and I laughed. About eight years ago, I started journaling. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's a spiritual discipline of journaling, but I think there is one. And right. it has vastly changed my relationship with Christ. So right. that was just in the last eight eight or so years. Is there anything else that like you've added that has been extremely beneficial? Journaling has been something I when I when I force myself to do it, there is great value that comes out of it. But I don't know why. It's a discipline for me. It's not something that comes easily to me. But yeah, so journaling has been valuable when I do it. A new thing that I've done recently is with all the technology, I will uh, start my Bible reading app where, where some golden-throated voice person just reads <laughs> to me uh, Luke, Luke chapter 8. And I let it play... Uh, all night. I put it next to my pillow or under my pillow. And so uh, almost every night, I'll at least before I fall asleep, listen to one or two or three or four chapters. And That's then oftentimes so I'll adjust my pillow again when I get up after grabbing a snack or something at 2 a.m. <laughs> and I'll go back in and then I'll readjust my pillow and I'll so... Huh. And I can vouch for the fact that Mark actually does that because I was on a retreat about two weeks ago or something like that. And all night, I'm like hearing this Did you voice. Hear I could all night. Oh, yeah. What, who, I, who is talking? I just wanted to share. I wanted to share. <laughs> and then I did. I walked by Mark's bed on the way downstairs. Like He's got his Bible app playing. It's like four in the morning or something like that. I thought you could use some, some of the words. Some word. spiritual grounding. Mark was edified. I was less than edified by the reading of God's well, you know, word in, in the middle of the night. it's different for every person, right? Okay, I, I have another... I had it on really quiet. It Sorry. Was. I have another question for you. Uh, can you talk about a time in your journey when you almost didn't make it? 
in your spiritual journey where you thought, I'm done with this? Are we talking just this last week or last <laughs> month? I couldn't, I couldn't think of a specific, but I do would confess that it feels like a lot of an authentic spiritual journey uh, uh, is often a slug fest where there is an amount of discipline. There's a real enemy. There's my flesh. There's the weariness of life. And so uh, I I feel like I regularly have to just re-up and say, I'm committed to you, Jesus. Uh, And here I am. Yeah, for me, there, there are three times, I would have to say, where just in my journey with Jesus, but in my journey in ministry and as a pastor, where I was ready to throw in the towel, not, not on the faith, but I'm done. I'm done being a pastor. And I'm, I wrote my resignation letter and I'm, I'm walking out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and for two of those times, um, this man sitting right here to my left was a major, major factor in, um, just stabilizing me, praying for me, just helping to walk me back from the Mm -hmm. edge and so, yeah, if there's, um, if there's something I would point to a lesson for all of us is, is we just have to have people in our lives who can speak into our lives and, and prop us up so when, uh, when we're down. And Mark, Mark has been one of those uh, voices in my life. And thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Kent, my friend. <laughs> Last so, last time I the last time I was ready to throw in the towel, I, my wife and I were sitting in Mark and Denise's living room, and I was just like bawling like a baby and crying. I want to quit. It's like he was patting me on the back, saying it's okay. Yeah, you know, if I could speak to how great I am for a moment, <laughs> that's a total joke. You know, though, I I have appreciated one of the things that keeps me going is there are a number of men and women that I know who have gone through things like what Kent went through. And when we come out on the other side and someone says, I'm still in, I crave those moments. And so I'm sure I have told Kent a number of times how much I appreciate his commitment to keep going. Because had he quit... That would have been hard. That would have been hard for me personally mm-hmm. to keep going without him. So locking arms with other people, so that when we're weak, they're they're stronger. And so uh, I valued from several relationships like that. Yeah. So as you've watched other people get to be on the edge of that giving up. So when I was in my twenties, I gave up on God for two years. I called him my 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 dark days Hmm. and so i was done like i really did quit and then miraculously god brought me back but what led me to that was burnout Mm -hmm. like i was just burned out and so as you have seen other people who uh either got taken out of ministry got taken out of following jesus what's something that's derailed them and how can how can we avoid that how can they avoid that i guess it's we Right. Well, really, uh, the the talk that I'm about to give here at the Chasing God conference is really on um, 
I'm going to talk, be talking about the anchors that I have seen in my experience uh, pastorally that, that sink, that shrimp, shipwreck the lives of, of many Christians. And probably the number one thing, and I'm going to be talking about tonight, it's the anchor of pain. Uh, people get all sideways when life gets hard. Yeah. And they get sideways with God, uh, and it, it sinks their ship. And that's, yeah, that's probably the number one thing I've seen that is, yeah. is taking people out of the race. I think two things come to my mind. One is relationships. I think people mm. will get yoked, not really consider how intimate or closely they become friends or a romantic relationship. Right. And it will steer them away from Jesus. And the other one is uh, financial or job opportunities. Mm -hmm. I cannot count the number of people who will who have come to Christ and they'll be in a phenomenal growth spurt in their life. And then comes the opportunity for a promotion that will move them from a great church home to Minneapolis or to Alabama or wherever they go. And they, they, it appears that they would be short-sighted and they would think, oh, it's okay. I'll find another great spiritual garden in that city. And it doesn't work out the way they yeah. think. Hmm. Both of those are great. Those are great points. So we're going to, uh, I'm going to ask one more question because we're nearing kind of the end of our time. If someone wants to be following Jesus long-term, like maybe they, they're either just starting out in their journey with Christ or they're in the middle of it and they just want to be able to keep going. Uh, maybe even someone wants to consider long-term ministry. Uh, what's one thing that they should be doing now to get ready for that? An action step. I guess I'm looking for an action step. What, uh, What's your best advice? Do this now so you can stay following Jesus long-term. They look very thoughtful right now. I just, I, the thing that comes to my mind is do the simple things that you know you should do today. And our, our faith journey uh, keeps going because we're faithful in the little things. Be faithful today in your Bible time. Be faithful today to be kind. Be faithful today to honor relationships. And in those little things, that's a foundation for whatever God has for us next. That's good. Yeah, for me, I was processing, you know, I think the many disciplines of the Christian faith are invaluable for longevity. Uh, but really those things, what, what's at the core of all those things is really intimacy in our relationship with the Lord. Uh, and, and we just have to do whatever it is we need to do to, to stay close to Him, uh, to for Him to know and feel our heart, for us to know and feel His heart. And it's in the context of that intimacy, whether we cultivate that through prayer or solitude or scripture reading or listening to scripture or through relationships. Uh, I, I think at at its at its core foundation, it's it's staying in intimate relationship with the Lord that that at least certainly for me has has made the difference in in the distance I've gone so far. That's great. So we're going to wrap it up. Do either of you have any uh, last bit of wisdom for someone who really wants to follow Jesus long-term? It's worth it. That's it is so worth it. A lot of the days, there's so much joy. Some of the days are really, really hard. 
But uh, I think if we keep our eyes set forward, um, the the any cost that we incur is going to be so worth it yeah. for eternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so keep keep on leaning in. Awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't add anything to that. That's brilliant. All right. Thank you, Pastor Kent, and thank you, Pastor Mark. Uh, There you go, Team Vineyard. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we will see you this weekend.